Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 8, titled Conjoined Queens. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one Siamese co-host from the Bloody Podcast Network. Please say... And I'm not doing blackface. To Lori... Rogging Camp, who, by the way, is not opposed to doing blackface. I think she would do black. Would you do blackface, Lori? No. I would. <laughs> what do you have against black people? <laughs> I would not do blackface. Mm-hmm. Look, th- yeah. I think there were times in uh, comedy where blackface, if done well, mm-hmm. was funny. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly because it was saying, like, hey, like this is a terrible thing to yeah. do. But mm-hmm. I don't think that kind of humor sure. is um is allowed anymore or is, is considered funny like calling out something for doing something terrible and then calling something out for being terrible is not recognized as funny anymore it used to be but it's not and so i think that blackface is one of those things so well no. yeah but i do want to get the record straight and you did say it here on a recording that you think blackface is funny no uh i believe you just said it i said that the act of like there was an episode of 30 rock mm-hmm. where um jane oh what was her name krakowski jane krakowski <clears throat> did blackface but that was because her but it wasn't even black it was like she did black body essentially mm-hmm. because her and tracy morgan were gonna go undercover as oh tracy's gonna be a white woman and um so the whole the whole most of the skit was um uh, like Tracy being uh, white, uh, dressing up as a white woman, mm-hmm. and then they everybody was like, "Well, if you're dressing up as a white woman, what is uh, what's her face? What's her character? Jane's character's name going to be?" And so um, then she comes out wearing all like all black and dressed like um, that guy from Good Times, and it was like, "No, no, 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 no!" And I thought that was that part was funny because it was like. Here you have Tracy Morgan doing something dumb, and then it's like who? Then it's like oh no, she's doing something dumber. So the mm-hmm. act itself was funny, but blackface has never been funny. Blackface has only been used to marginalize um, a race, and just it's been used as a stereotype. And so, no, I don't think blackface was ever funny. Mm-hmm. But again, the act that act out of like doing something awful. Mm-hmm. And then calling it out, that is now no longer considered humorous or funny because people are like, well, just don't do the terrible thing, which I can see that point. But You know no. what is funny? What? Listening to you try and dig yourself out of the hole saying that you thought that blackface I never was thought blackface was funny. For the record, Lori Rockingcamp thinks blackface is funny. All right, Lori. Now, oh by the gosh. way, everyone needs to know. And I don't know if this is going to be a shock to anybody, but Lori and I do talk off the air. Now, I will say, and Lori's the only friend I have this with, there are times where Lori and I are talking off the air where I forget if we're doing a show or not because it sounds just like the show. Like anybody else, when I talk to Mike, like, you know, for instance, I had a friend from Germany here recently, right? Carlo. Yeah. And he was with me when I was with Mike Lawson and he was actually, I wouldn't say he was surprised. I would say maybe pleasantly surprised that Mike Lawson and I interact like normal human beings when we're together and not on the air. Okay, I'm not making fun of Mike. Lott. We like we act like the way normal people act around each other. And also, Taylor the Latte Boy called when I was with Carla, and he and I have a very normal conversation. It doesn't sound like a show, right? But I would say, Lori, correct me if I'm wrong. We talk like this off the air too. Yeah, 
Yeah. In fact, I do. often take commercial breaks when we're uh, uh, talking on the phone. You do. Yeah, I'll be like. It's really weird, but in our commercial breaks are, hey, let me call you back for five minutes in five minutes. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm going to okay. go poop. You know? I never call you. I never. I always just go to the bathroom. I never. Oh, stop well, the well, 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 we're on the show? Yeah, I'm always in the bathroom when we're on the show. Really? Oh, re- oh, on the show. No, I'm on the morning show. Because sometimes I'll be like, yeah, Lori will be like, oh, my aunt's really bothering me. Lori, I want to hear right about that. But first, did I ever tell you about my uh, away luggage, Lori? <laughs> you have. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you. I went to Palm Springs recently with Carlo. Let me tell you about this away luggage. It's tough. <laughs> These wheels, they're like butter. I got to tell uh. you. And this, this is on a phone call. I'll do that with Lori. Well, yeah. I'll just go into commercial. Yeah. Anyway, Lori, anyways, we, Lori and I were talking off the air, right? And Lori told me a story that was so ridiculous. And I went, I think Lori forgets we're not on the air. I'm like, why are you telling me this now? Tell me on the air. So well, Lori- that's another annoying thing about us is that now it's like our whole friendship <laughs> is on the air. Yeah. So it's like we'll be talking and I'll be sharing something and be like, save it for save it for the podcast. And I'm like, okay, well, what about? <laughs> can I tell you this? No. And I'm like, all right, well then I guess I'm gonna go. <laughs> like, yeah. Or she'll say like, or even the opposite happens, which is really sad. As Lori goes, oh my god, this crazy thing just happened to me. You probably want to save it for the air. I was walking down the street. I'm like, mm, no, you can tell me right now. I was telling my girlfriend a story. So with that, and I was like, oh my God, the funniest thing happened. I'm going to tell Joe and we're going to talk about it on the podcast. And she goes, no, that's not, that's not as funny as you think it is. Basically, my brother and I were doing a drinking game and it's this drinking game where like it's, you deal cards. So if you get a card, it's a different thing. So one of the cards, like from a deck of cards is you can create rules within the game. So somebody called out my brother and said, Hey, if Billy is impatient, he has to drink. Mm-hmm. And my brother was, fl- and it didn't help that he was high at the time, mm-hmm. but he was floored that he was mm-hmm. he was considered impatient. He uh-huh. was like, I feel like I'm a pretty mellow guy. And I was like, no, Bill, because like if you measure yourself to our family, yeah, you're pretty me- mellow. But if you me- measure yourself to the outside world, no, you got an anger problem, dude. <laughs> so. I told my girlfriend literally that exact story. I'm still laughing. I still think it's funny. And my girlfriend's just like watching TV going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Is that it? Did you say your brother's been patient? And I was like, yeah. She goes, no, don't. Don't say that story. And I still did. All right. Now tell the story that you told me. Uh, I want to reiterate that I don't find blackface funny. I don't find the act of blackface funny. <laughs> I feel like I got lost. <laughs> or I don't find I don't find actual blackface funny. I think when it's called out, that's what I find funny. All right. Why don't you tell the story that you told me the other day? Oh, of my aunt. Yeah, about the radio show. Oh, okay. So I'm doing this fest with snow. Uh, it's called Snow Jam, yeah. and it's a comedy <laughs> festival. <laughs> uh, 
Now, nobody else thinks this is funny, right? But uh, maybe you would too, Lori. This is something that only comedians would find funny, I feel like. They always have like, the dumbest names for comedy yeah. shows. Like, it, it, guys, you guys don't see it. I always remember, I remember there was a time where I wanted to do like an Instagram account that was just posters of comedy shows like are like online like picture people make to promote their because it's always comedians with their wacky headshots and it's called you know laugh a minute you know or like yeah. uh what was that? that this show actually wasn't bad but um what was that show that was really popular in la i don't know why it went away because it actually was a really good show and the the nickels one what was that called again like five nickels or something or Oh, oh, 12 Shiny Nickels. 12 Shiny Nickels. No, that actually, actually it's in Orange show. County now. Oh, the it guy is? guy who runs it, yeah, he does it in Orange County now. Uh, 12 Shiny Nickels actually was a really good concept, and uh, how, is it, how is it doing in Orange County? I have no idea. 12 Shiny Nickels, just so we don't leave people hanging. And so a, a problem you have, especially in L.A. or any kind of comedy show, is they'll say, you have 10 minutes or something, and the comedian will always run the light. You know, and then you just sit there and wait for the person to run the light. Mine means, by the way, you got a light at the end that tells you time to get off. Yeah, and they'll just usually keep going. it's like a minute, two yeah. minutes. You have that much time, but people will usually go three, four minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on twelve shiny nickels is you had five minutes, thus the nickel, and at the end of the five minutes, they they turn the fucking mic off. <laughs> like they, that's yeah. it, you're done. And blare the music. Oh yeah, and blare the music. So you literally had, and they had a clock right that would show you the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so the show's done in an hour, 12 minutes, you know, you know, five people. I mean, five minutes, 12 people. So, uh, anyway, uh, and it had good comics, the one in LA, I don't know if the Orange County one does. But, um, okay, so sorry, go ahead. That, I was just amused by the name of this. Well, it was, it's, you're going to love this. It's Snow Jam S N O. No <laughs> W for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, so it's Snow Jam, cool. and it's a comedy festival yeah. in South Dakota. Uh-huh. And it's, um, the proceeds go to, the special olympics so i'm actually excited because you know it's it's a fun uh fun it's a fundraiser for a cause that i believe in and it's uh you know it's my first time in south dakota it's in sioux falls so i'm like oh this will be fun but i Um, imagine though because it's you know here's the problem with you though is i feel with you it's good they're gonna think you're one of they're gonna be like they're gonna be like coming to the stage. It's actually one of the Special Olympics participants. Give it up for Lori Roggenkamp, yeah. everybody. Well, that's how I've been. You know, I like to go under the radar, so that's kind of how I've been playing it. Because then, what I want to do is, I want people to think I'm one of them, and then I come out and I'm like cogent, and I have like I can say, you know, I have like funny things to say, and they're like, "Oh my god, for a mentally disabled person, you are hilarious." <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And then, uh, you know. So anyway, so um. So I go, so they're asking uh, people to do these short radio interviews mm-hmm. um, for this morning radio show. And I was like, yeah, I, I'll do it. I mean, I've never done a radio interview. So I, I and I was like, you know, anytime I can get my name out there, I'll, I'll do some. They gave you the times and you pick a time on a calendar and it's all ahead of time. And so they're like, we're going to call you at 530 in the morning. Let my aunt know ahead of time because, you know, I just don't want my aunt to worry about me being up at 530 in the morning. Like, hey, I'm doing this, you know, interview 530 in the morning, just FYI, like, if you hear me talking at 5.30 in the morning, just know that it's this phone interview. She goes, I can't sleep. Because I have these, keep having these dreams that I miss, I miss my alarm. I wake myself up because I'm worried that I sound, you know, tired. As a laundry basket from the back, from my room to the back room. And my aunt just so happens to be in the bathroom. 
which is where the back is. He's telling the story about um, how why he pre-records the shows. He had two women on who wrote two different books. She a really funny book about her. How did you get started writing this book? Because uh, while in college I was great. Oh my god. Like he was just like, that is awful. I am a terrible person. I'm so goes, what's terrible? Who's terrible? What's happening? What, who are you talking to? Why are you talking on the phone? I'm on a radio interview. And she goes, you're on a radio interview now? It's so early. I'm looking at you. I am talking to you. Yes, I am addressing you by Jesus. Are you talking to me now? So that was it. That was the whole Kathy conversation. This week, the remaining girls show off their best prison couture while the eliminated queens come back to the workroom for a shot to return to the competition. They're paired up and forced to walk the runway in their best conjoined twin couture. Pearl and Trixie are the winning team, giving Trixie Mattel another shot at the crown, while Jaden Dior Fierce and Ginger Minge, along with their respective partners, are forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. In the end, Ginger was told, Shantae, you stay, while Jaden Dior Fierce was asked... To sashay away. Lori named two things liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Um, I actually liked the 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 outfits. I thought they were cute. Mm-hmm. Um I was really annoyed by Trixie, I will oh, say. Yeah? Why is that? I just felt like anytime anybody wanted to say something or do something, she had to cut in and say say her piece. Mm-hmm. Um Wait, what do you mean during what part? Like the the makeup thing when they were doing the thing. Like I felt bad for Candy Ho because Candy Ho was like, "Yeah, you know, my stepfather and I don't really get along." And then Trixie was like, "My stepfather and I really don't get along. He was abusive." <laughs> well, I I mean, I have a lot to say about this, which might rankle some people in the audience. But we'll, we'll, we'll I'll talk about it when we get to that. But yeah, I, let me put it this way: I agree with you. Is the is the short version. So I don't know. I kind of just felt like a little, eh. but I like this. I liked the outfits and I will say this. I liked, excuse me. I liked Michelle Visage. Mm-hmm. Why? How so? I thought she did a really good job of judging this, the competition. I thought she was fair. Here's the thing. I thought it was really weird. I think, I, I don't know what, what Ross was doing, but I feel like he was trying to, egg her on or something but he kept being like well unlike michelle or whatever so i was actually a li- it was like turned i was actually a little annoyed with michelle uh, with uh, ross and mm-hmm. i was supportive of michelle visage but i thought she was nice i thought she was fair i thought this is the first time that i'd ever agree actually agreed with her judging um but yeah i actually liked michelle visage in this mm-hmm. and she also like i mean can we just Talk about how like she has like great boobs. So that's or it. had. Oh, she doesn't have them anymore. No, she got rid of them. Oh well, yeah, I'm gonna she, not like her. In she a she bit. want she, because you know they're breast implants and she doesn't want she's because gotten this health regime where now she doesn't want anything foreign in her body. Ah uh, well, yeah. so she doesn't date foreign men. <laughs> I will be dropping that joke at the snow down or whatever. Snow jam? The snow jam? Yeah, but I'm going to be wearing blackface. So, 
You know what's it's really funny is going to be awful. And I don't know if this is a compliment or what this means. And and whoever is listening, I know you know I know you know who you are. But uh, I've because but you're not the only person. If I'm going to say to this person is I've gotten several people, maybe about three or four, who've told me that their goal in life in their lives is to make me laugh as hard as you make me laugh. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's. So that's you, sweet. you you have goals for people like they want to make me laugh as hard as I laugh at your jokes. Um, but I call my goal. <laughs> I think it's just they're so absurd that you're just like, oh boy. You know, sometimes I feel like you laugh like. Have you ever like like uh, you laugh like how I laugh when I'm with my dad in a in a uh, place with strangers and he's uh-huh. making like offhanded jokes and I'm trying to make it seem like we're all like having fun and I'm like. <laughs> You know what's funny is my laugh has evolved. I used to have this really annoying laugh. And unfortunately, to stop having the annoying laugh, I've gotten this really like Santa Claus-like belly laugh. Like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I know. I'm turning, basically, I'm turning to Santa Claus. But, uh, you oh, know. Oh, boy. Mexican uh, Santa Claus. That's, that's not something the kids want. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Anyway, um. But what I tell them is, like, no, you don't want that. I go, to in order to make me laugh like that, you have to have a really fucked up family and childhood and be uh, sort of, and, and be on uh, the spectrum. So. Hey, did Santa Claus bring you anything? <laughs> no. He just, he ate all the tamales I left out for him. And then he, uh-huh. he actually un- took the wrapping paper from my gifts. He didn't take the gifts. He just took the wrapping paper. Is this is this going to be in uh, your... Uh... Yes. This is my bit. Uh-huh. I just pretend to be a, a child re- repeating what happened to them from Santa Claus. Mamacita. That's me as a child. Uh, I would love that. <laughs> I would literally, I would, if, if there was a way to retroactively go, to go back in time, mm-hmm. I would go back in time. I wouldn't kill Hitler. I would go back in time and I would force an eight-year-old you uh-huh. to dress up and sing that song. <laughs> I, my, look, my nieces and my brother would agree with you. Now, what was the one thing you didn't like about this episode? Um. Well, I guess... Uh, <sighs> This is a Tracy Mattel. I would say it's a combination of a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. I was really sad to see Nelson Ellis. I really liked him, Mm -hmm. and you know, he was. I was like, oh, I was sad. Yeah, but I mean, boy, was he out of it. I mean, what what did he die from? By the way, I think it was alcohol poisoning. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. I mean, I could Google that, but um. Google that while you Google that. Yeah, I knew he had passed away. There's been a few people who have passed away have been judges. He's one of them. Um, uh, Natalie Cole is another person who's passed away. Oh, yeah. uh, Who's been a judge. There have been a couple people who've passed away that have been judges. Um, He had a... It just says this ongoing struggle with drugs and alcohol abuse. Oh, well, he seems out of it on the show. He provided almost no... I think that's why Michelle Visage was so good was because he provided almost no judging. He literally just like it, it. Honestly, every single time you saw him, it seemed like they woke him up and said, say this. Yeah. Or, um, or, or he would just say some sort of like nonsensical thing that sounded good. Like, 
Yeah. Rue, you look so good. I just want to drink you in a shake. And you're yeah. like, what is that? I don't understand like, what that means. Didn't he give a compliment to Tempest? or? And he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Go, go, you got legs for, for hours. And she's like, are you talking to me? Yeah, he's like, she's like, who are you talking to? He's all like, you, bitch. Who the yeah. fuck else do you think I'm talking about, honky? <laughs> and you're like, what? Why are you going to the 1970s? Like, right. yeah. Okay, yeah. Jive Turkey. He called her Jive Turkey. And I was like, so are we in an episode? Like, are we in a Shaft movie? But yeah, I, you, I would say that. I would also say like when you're I doing just, blackface. When you're doing blackface, Lori, do you use those terms like jive turkey and hunky? No, I just stand silent and then I rip up a picture of the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I hold I hold a picture of the Pope in front of me, uh-huh. and I rip him, I rip it up, and I just stare silently into the audience. It uh-huh. kills. It's oddly very funny. Uh-huh. I so I don't know that. why. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, two things I liked about the episode. One thing I did not. Um, I thought the mini challenge was fun. It was fine. You know, uh, I didn't think I didn't like those stupid puns. They were dumb on their name. I didn't even understand most of them. Uh, the other thing I liked about this episode is I actually like the challenge. Another challenge I would like to see come back because I like it when they bring all the queens back. And, it, you know, this I guess this is their makeover challenge i guess for the i don't know if it is or not but it was their makeover they had to make over them as twins and uh it was fun to see it with former contestants and people who come back and they get a chance to come back on the show i always think that's fun thing i didn't like i don't think trixie would have should have won i think it was uh no. in other words i think that this shows the rigamorous behind the scenes of this show in that yeah. they intentionally artificially eliminated Trixie too early so they could bring her back now. Does that make sense? Like they knew oh, who you they think wanted. So? Yeah, I think they knew who wanted to bring back. Because if I would have brought anybody back, it would have been Kasha. One, because she got fucked over the first time. She should have never they're like, oh, could Rue even oh, that, we'll get to that when we do the table business. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about that now. But I would I don't think that theirs was the best one. And so if you're really going off who is the best one, I don't think it was bad, but to me it was safe. If you're going off who's the best one, I would say it's Katya or Kasha. Katya and Kasha. Well, I think we established last time when, when they eliminated her because she she mispronounced a word. Welcome. They just don't want Kasha on the show. They just don't want her on the show, but I thought, anyway, that's a whole Because they were, because look, I mean, look at what they were saying about everybody else they had an issue with, mm-hmm. right? With Katya and Kasha, they were like perfect. Laughed every, at, laughed the whole time. Yeah. Thought it was great. They did a great job. Did they do too great of a job? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Well, well, it okay, makes no okay, okay, okay. Sense. You know what? We're in it. Let's just talk about it now. She says to her during the Rue says to them during the table visit. Well, you know, it's weird that you guys are together again because the last time you guys were together, it didn't go so well. Let, let's let's go. Let's look back at history. One. They were together in the mini challenge and won the mini challenge where yeah. Kasha was playing Joan Rivers and Katya was playing uh, Bjork, you know, yeah. and that was really funny. It was clearly the best one of that of the mini challenge. OK, so boom, ding, A plus there. Then um, the, their, their job during the um, the Despi Awards wasn't the just because because Kasha said welcome. Everything else is completely fine. And like I said before, and I'll say it again, I've been to every finale since season six. This RuPaul messes up her lines all the fucking time. Like you're constantly have to redoing things. And she said welcome before. She said it. She's she'll she always says like words with weird inflections. So yeah. I guarantee you, she said welcome. Yeah. 
And so, like, Kasha messes up one time and says, welcome, and she's booted from the show. Booted. And, in fact, if I remember correctly, her lip sync wasn't even bad, Kasha. No. And so, like, Kasha just got the raw end of the deal on that episode. And then they bring her back and she's like, well, it didn't work. I'm like, bitch, what? What are you talking about? They did a great job. But what? that's what I'm saying is, like, they had no defense. But, they but had no reason to not pick her. Kennedy and but... Jasmine worked together before, and that was horrible. Remember, they, they did something together before they... this one. They were like, they were like the weirdest group because they were like, oh, well, we're both black. So (laughs) that's going to be great because we both look similar. And it was like a weird reverse racism where it's like, you guys don't look similar at all. Yeah. Like you, you look totally, you're two totally different people. And they did nothing to try and make themselves look different, like similar or different. Siamese in any way and in fact they just the only thing they did was just walk out with having like a band around their leg yeah and it was like and everybody was like well it was a good idea but it was safe it was like it was a bad idea it wasn't even a good idea no and I remember they worked together on the one it's considered literally one of the worst performances in the history of the show is this Shakespeare where Kennedy was the captain. I remember she's the one that assigned Jasmine at first to be the valley girl. Like oh, yeah. that was more of a disaster of a teaming up than um than Katya and Kasha. What's this fucking bullshit for the show? Anyway, that's the thing I didn't like. Well, do you want to start? Because I have a question about Kennedy Davenport. Do you want to start from the beginning, or, or are we just going to kind of jump around? No, I'm going to go back to the script, which the script okay. says, just save your question. Everyone remember she has a question about Kennedy Davenport. Uh, is it a quick question or a long question? Um, it's an open-ended question. Is, is Kennedy Davenport on something? Because she looked awful in this episode. Oh, I don't know the answer, and I don't know. All right. After Max's elimination, the girls talk about a contestant returning to the competition, and no one is happy about it. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom, followed by season four contestant Latrice Royale, dressed up in her prison guard uniform from the Hot and Tuckahoe sketch. After the excitement of seeing Latrice dies down, RuPaul announced this week's mini challenge. So for today's mini challenge, you need to prove that orange is the new drag. You need to drag up these prison uniforms using supplies from the commissary, plus any contraband that you smuggled in. You have 20 minutes. All right. After all was said and done, Kennedy Davenport was named the winner of the challenge. Lori, your thoughts on everything that happened after the elimination? I don't think Kennedy Davenport should have won. Well, I I can tell you why she won. I can 100% tell you why she won. And also, and this is coming from somebody who just kind of <laughs> so, talked about a little bit about their support for for blackface. Not mm-hmm. the actual blackface, but yeah. the act no, you and made calling it, it out. You made it clear that you're a big fan of uh, minstrel shows. I like when and, it's called uh, out for being terrible. That's what I find. I like when terrible things are called out. But I get I get that in this culture that's not... A thing and i i you know i understand mm-hmm. that. but anyway right, so um it seemed kind of racist well that that's always the tricky fine line with rupaul's drag race is you have to remember rupaul is essentially a black person she's a black person since i remember that but 
it's funny that if you're a black person who go who plays the sort of um, minstrel show type, RuPaul finds that very, very, very funny. You will always win. And so that's why Kennedy won, was because Kennedy did the ashy knees and went for like the LaShonda, LaQuanda kind of thing. That will always make RuPaul laugh. Always. 100%. And that, that's always going to be a good way to go because it'll make RuPaul laugh. Just like it makes you laugh. I, I'm not even talking about Kennedy Davenport. I'm talking about like um, like a... Uh, uh, um god damn it what's the white girl who put a corset on uh, uh, violet tchotchke violet tchotchke like her outfit was kind of it was basically blackface i mean it was like she had the lips and she had the hair and she was like you know and it was just i, I was just like oh this is really un- this it was like one of those things where i was like i'm uncomfortable watching uh-huh. this like it was just i don't know i i just didn't like i didn't like that it was like they were using prison as like a comedy routine, but mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. I'm, I, I, I guess you're right. I guess it is the, also, I feel like you should do this at some point in the many paragraphs of conversations we have mm-hmm. in this episode Sure. is you should do it. Like they do with fame to where they just like, it just goes lower and lower. And oh, that wasn't already my plan for your story about your aunt and the radio show. Okay. <laughs> I want everyone I, I want to redeem myself here. I'm sorry. When Aunt, when Lori first told me the story, it was the shortest story. You know, it was like a one minute story. She was like, Oh, I was doing this radio show at five thirty in the morning. I told my aunt I'm gonna be on the air and then next and she did act outs and everything like that. So it was like, Yeah, so I'm on the radio show and I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna be on the you know, the snow job, you know, twenty nineteen. I was like Snow Jam. I did to act on outs Lori. And I was like uh, she's like I, I'm. And I had to put it on mute, and I was like, it, "Like that's how fast it took for her to get to the to the." I act did out. act outs. I did the exact same thing I did with you. No, 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 no. The first time I heard it, you got to the act out right away. You cut to the chase. This time you're like, so they have a list, and you have to sign up for the list. And so I chose five thirty, and so sure enough, they called me at five thirty. The DJ he told me the whole story well, about how fair. the reason I record things is, and then told me the story. <laughs> there was one book that was about rape, and one book that went. I'm like, oh god, here we go. And then so then he tells me that story. So then I walk in, I'm taking my laundry. Well, the laundry's in another room. You have to understand that. So I was taking the laundry in the basket from oh, my man. room to the. I never got any of those details. I'm like, why is she giving us all these details? Just get to the part where the aunt knocks on the door. I'm a I'm a bad storyteller. Sorry. No, you're a great storyteller when you're on the phone. <laughs> Let's. You know what? We should just have our phone conversations on air. We, we should, should never everything. Talk yeah, everything should friend. be recorded. Everything should be recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Kennedy wins the challenge. Uh, and, and yeah, if you just play to RuPaul's type, if you, and, that, and I will say, Kennedy is really good at doing that. Kennedy knows what RuPaul likes, and Kennedy is really good at at playing to that. So I think which she does well in these competitions. All right, next, RuPaul announced this week's main challenge for this week's maxi challenge. Each of you will be paired with an eliminated queen. And you'll be in charge of making her over as your twin, as your conjoined twin. Think of it as two queens sharing the same charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talents. Because the eliminated queen in the winning pair will return to the competition! 
Now, as the winner of the mini challenge, Kennedy assigned the pairings, and they broke down as follows. Kennedy paired herself with Jasmine. Ginger Minge was paired with Sasha Bell. Pearl was paired with Trixie Mattel. Fame, Miss Fame was paired with Candy Ho. Katya was paired with Mrs. Kasha Davis. Violet Chachki was paired with Max. And Jaden Dior Fierce was matched with Tempest Dujour. Uh, in the workroom, Ginger lies to Sasha Bell and tells her that Ginger is glad she's back. Meanwhile, Pearl and Trixie quickly get together about what their looks are going to be for the runway. Next, RuPaul enters the workroom to pay each team a visit. Violet is in the driver's seat and has decided the outfit for her and Max. Fame and Candy Ho seem to be meeting for the first time. Ginger thinks she and Sasha Bell, Sasha Bell, Sasha Bell, make a wacky pair. Katya and Fame have worked together before and it didn't end well. Jasmine is happy to be back and Kennedy thinks she has to, that Jasmine has a lot to offer the competition. Jaden and Tempest don't know what to do and Trixie wants to show RuPaul and the world just how funny Trixie Mattel is. Lori, a lot going on here, but what were your thoughts uh, on everything that happened all through the workroom, all through the table visits, all through the main challenge? Go. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm trying to look through the video. Mm-hmm. I wish it, God, I should have written it down, man. I'm unprofessional, but, uh, there was a moment where RuPaul said something and it was so funny to me because it was so unfunny to everybody else that they literally were like, <laughs> I loved it so much. Can we for a second just talk about how idiotic the reveal was that that it was everybody, yeah. which we knew. I knew from minute one that it was mm-hmm. going to be everybody. Yeah, and it was like, why? Why are you doing it so slowly? Like, why? Why is this taking? Like, it was almost like they were like, well, this is going to take up ten minutes of our of our TV time because we got nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I could, okay, look, I think I'm, I think you and I are on the same page here. We're like, so here's what everyone should know. Here's what happens. As RuPaul says, you know, they're going to come back to the competition. And then they open the doors, and then Trixie Mattel walks in by herself. And everyone's like, oh, it's Trixie, right? And then they close the doors. And then they open the doors again, and then it's Tempest. And then they do that individually for every remaining contestant, where I think, and I think this is what you're saying, the Trixie Mattel, okay, you got me, gal, right? Yeah. But when when they open the doors again, Tempest walks in. I think the the jig is up. Yeah, because then because nobody knew thought that Temp. That's why they brought Trixie in first. Yeah, because they knew that Trixie was at least somebody that people would be like, okay, that makes sense that she's back. Yeah, but then you bring in Tempest and then you bring in Candy Ho, and it's like, <laughs> no, you're bringing in everybody. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. I love I love that. Uh, <laughs> that so the to to be honest yeah i feel like mm-hmm. um kenny davenport did an awful job of picking who the who the teams are going to be awful because in what way awful in that she gave everybody a pretty good shot at winning mm-hmm. like if i was running if i was doing the competition look if jasmine was my friend mm-hmm. which obviously they're they're very good friends mm-hmm. okay fine Pick Jasmine. Personally, I would not have picked Jasmine. But if Jasmine was my friend, I would have been like, all right, I picked Jasmine. We're both black, so apparently that's all we need mm-hmm. to do, you know. And no, no, none of the white only white teams are like, oh, well, we're both white, so great. We'll just we'll just be white. <laughs> well, they don't have to. I mean, the, look, hold on for a second. Hold on, hold on for a second. I'm gonna call a little bit of bullshit on you in that they don't announce it, but they do do it. And that's very white people. Like, in fact, wasn't it in this episode, actually, 
in this, I'm sorry, in this season, there's uh, they had to pick teams. It might be this season, and then they put all the whoever was a team picked only white girls for herself. And oh that, no, I'm not saying that. No, mm-hmm. no, no. They do that. They do that crap all the time. I'm yeah. saying that nobody was like, oh, well, we're the same skin color, so mm-hmm. we're automatically going to look alike. Yeah, that's what Kennedy and Jasmine. That's their whole argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So they, because they did nothing to make themselves like at least Trixie and 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 Pearl, sort of tried to match with hair mm-hmm. and and dress and stuff. Mm-hmm. That the Kennedy they had the they're just their faces and and that was it. They were like, well, we're we're black, so it's <laughs> on. A, you can't tell us apart. It was like almost like a weird form of reverse racism where they're yeah. like, yeah, we agree that nobody can tell black people <laughs> apart. So anyway, so they excuse me so mm-hmm. uh Ken- i feel like kennedy should have done should have done a wa- better wide disparity like the only two people i feel like she really screwed over which i feel like she did a good job but i felt like it was just sort of an accident was tempest and jane dior fierce mm-hmm. but and then tempest goes i see what i see what kennedy davenport's doing she is she is a mastermind and it's like okay girl she's not doing anything she you were literally the last one yeah like, because here's she, here's my question. Let's say you're Tempest du Jour, right? <clears throat> Let's see if we can recast this, right? Let's see if we can recast this. So, uh, I'm gonna send you, okay, Lori. I'm gonna send you on Google Hangouts, and I'll put the timestamp because it's gonna be boring for the audience listening at home. I'm gonna send you who the current contestants are, and then I'm gonna send you uh, who. Are you doing it on Google? Yeah, I'm gonna do it on Google Hangouts, right? Okay. So, what's the timestamp here? 4645. Let me see. All right. So, we're back. And Lori has... Uh, what I've done is I've, I've sent Lori a list of the current contestants along with the eliminated contestants. She's made her own pairing. If she were in the competition, how she would pair them. Now, Lori, before we do, are you... Before you do, if are you pairing it as if you were Kennedy in the way that would fuck them up? Or are you trying to really go like, these would be the best pairings? No, I'm pairing them as if I was Kennedy and I'm trying to fuck them up. Okay, so how would you pair them? Um. Okay, I screwed up because I, I picked Trixie twice. So one second, I get a... Okay. So while you correct that, I'm assuming if you if you're playing okay. the role of Kennedy, that you probably still chose Jasmine. No, <gasps> oh, because Jasmine was they were safe, right? Mm-hmm. So if I was Kennedy and I truly wanted to win, yeah. I would pick Trixie. Oh, interesting. Okay, because obviously they had the show has a boner for Trixie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Trixie's funny, but she's also she also works well mm-hmm. with others, so yeah. she. She will do what, you know, she'll come up with fun ideas and also she'll work well. She could work well with uh, mm-hmm. with Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So I so the to me, I think that the two that were in the bottom are good picks. So I think Ginger and Sasha, Jaden and Tempest, those are good picks. Oh, really? So you, you I would like keep that. those the same. Oh, really? Because Tempest was mad about the pairing. Yeah. But because I think that those oh, are but so. You're saying because it put them in the bottom that that was a good way it to do it. It put them in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those are good picks. Um, I would say the two the I would do uh, Pearl with Candy. That okay. would be the only one that I would feel like might work out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because they're they're so low energy, like Candy and Pearl, mm-hmm. I feel like do really well when they have somebody high energy to perform up against. Mm-hmm. And because they're both so kind of low energy, I feel like they would they would cancel each other out. Okay. 
Um, Katya, I would give to Max because they're, they're, they're f- both kind of funny, but they're very different comedy would styles. Would you consider Max funny? In his own way. Okay. In his own annoying way. Okay. Um, but they, but they, I think they would just, they would argue about what's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Violet, I would give to Jasmine. Okay. Oh, yeah. that would be a rough one. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Because I feel like a Violet's a contender. Mm-hmm. You know, Violet is probably one of the one of the big one of the ones in the competition who I feel like could make it to the finale. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would really tumble. Okay. And um, uh, then the last one would be Fame. I would and Kasha because I feel like Fame is not funny, but she thinks she's very funny, and mm-hmm. Kasha is funny, but doesn't really needs a partner and mm-hmm. so i think they would cancel each other out oh very interesting that i actually you know what if you're going for my trying to fuck people over it's not a, it's not a bad way of doing things thank you but i feel like i feel like in all stars kennedy has to pair people up again in all stars three and i think i think she comes from the position of like trying to give everyone the best one possible i think i don't think she tries to fuck people over well i don't think she really tried to fuck people over in this one yeah that's what i'm saying so I'm saying, like, I know that's what you were doing as a, as a strategy, but I think if I remember correctly, she she plays it uh, pretty straight usually. Yeah, now, one I the, yeah, I would say like mm-hmm. if you're in a competition, go for the throat. Yeah. Like, you want to win. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this whole thing of like, and they still make it a big deal of like, oh well, we're friends, and I can't do this to my friend. It's like who mm-hmm. gives a fuck? It's yeah. like at the end of the day, are so. It's one of those things where, so why don't you just leave and then let your friend win then? If you're going to be so nice to your friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. All right. Uh, well, one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, we talked about Katya and uh, we talked about Kasha and, and Katya, right? Uh, and then we also, uh, I wanted to talk about this thing where Trixie wants to show RuPaul just how funny she is. This is a constant Trixie has this psychological need to it, it's weird because this, what I'm talking about I don't know if you watched All Stars 3 Lori but uh I I watched a little bit of it yeah okay so in All Stars 3 this is something that's it's it's more prevalent and more important in All Stars 3 cuz Trixie makes a name for herself between season 7 and All Stars 3 but Trixie has this unquenchable thirst to uh, impress RuPaul and to show how funny she is and good at the competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I know it's something you and I have talked about before, and it's it's because especially since you haven't watched the whole thing, because you're like, well, Trixie won All-Stars 3, you know? Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. And if you watch the whole thing, you realize and you see all the machinations that the show goes through to make sure that she wins. You know, they want her yeah. to win. And because honestly, and it really broke my heart, it should have been Shangela who won that season. Yeah. And what's funny, and I'll, to be honest, not, to show you I'm not a Shangela stand, I thought Shangela was really annoying that season. But the truth of the matter is the person who should have won quit the competition, Ben De La Creme. And oh, then, yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. But then she after, shouldn't have won because she quit the competition. But yeah, so I'm saying, so I'm, but yeah, but I'm just saying in terms of numbers. In terms of numbers, it should have been Ben. But then she quits, and so clearly, it's like clearly it should have been Shangela, right? Yeah. And uh, so they try and make it so that Trixie wins, and 
it's just and she wins but i would say there should be an asterisk by her name and because she actually does pretty poorly trixie's the quintessential person that i've talked about before who she's an amazing drag queen an amazing drag artist i'm not taking anything away from her talent but there are drag performers who are really good at drag but they're not good at rupaul's drag race does that make sense no i agree i think think, that it's a lot like um that show ink master that i really like uh-huh. where it's like you have you take into consideration all of these people are great but this competition is such a pressure cooker that it's a com- you have to be on a completely different level in order yeah. to make it and also trixie has this real bone up her ass to be i have this term i made up uh she's a bug up her ass to be known as funny right i like bone up yeah i like bone up her ass better she's a bone up her ass oh want to hear a funny story actually so I have a friend sure. who is a resident, uh, he's a doctor in training, basically, for an ER doctor, right? And he happened just huh. to call me yesterday just to catch up. And we were talking, and I said, listen, I have a question for you. Because I just seen this article about um, doctors named the top 10 things people had up their ass this year or something like that, right? Oh, okay. So I said, you know, I see these articles, okay? And I go, I want you to solve this. Is this an urban myth? Right, it, that people are constantly coming in with things up their ass, and this was the answer. He said that most of the time people come in with stomach aches and you know uh, their chest hurts or chest pains or something like that, broken arms, right? And he said, but once in a while you do get someone with a thing up their ass, and everyone is every because it's so breaking up the monotony. Everyone in the emergency room who works there is really excited. So he was telling me about two examples that he knew of, and one of them was. Uh, a guy who had a chicken bone up his butt. Okay. What? Yeah. And what's funny is, okay, you have a chicken bone up your butt, which is, I had so many questions here, right? But the, what's funny is he told me that the guy kept trying to convince him that um, he didn't stick the chicken bone up his butt, that he had just eaten it and swallowed. And by the way, a whole chicken, like, like, a, like, a, like a drumstick, like he had just eaten that and it went through his stomach and, and that's why how it ended up there. My, the doctor said, my friend said, like, you know, you just go, like, okay, right? But they, like, he's like, he told the guy, he's like, well, that's, I mean, like, I guess in theory possible, but that'd be very, 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 very difficult and painful as it worked its way through, you know? But, um, yeah, so the guy was trying to convince him he swallowed the chicken bone. I would see that, that's so funny to me because let's say I swallowed a chicken bone. <laughs> yeah. I would be trying to convince people I shoved it up my butt. Like, I. <laughs> That's how I was. That's how I live my life. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you: is if I swallowed an entire drumstick chicken bone, I would be in the emergency room already. Because, in other words, they would find it in my stomach. Okay, yeah. they wouldn't find it in my ass. I wouldn't be like, "Well, that's a thing that happened." I would well, be there like, is, "Holy my, shit!" My brother has cystic fibrosis, mm-hmm. and it's like a mucus buildup in the lungs and intestines. Mm-hmm. And there used to be a long on, ongoing thing that if he didn't take, he has to take pills before he eats, so he could break down the mucus mm-hmm. and his, so he could digest his food. Mm-hmm. So there used to be a, a long going thing like, oh, if he if he didn't take his pills, he'd be pooping out drumsticks or oh, something because really? it wouldn't digest his food. So, I mean, it could potentially, I don't know if that's... Well, I told you that the doctor said, I guess in theory it could happen, but there's so many yeah. things that make it impossible. So anyway, so uh, so anyway, bone up her ass could be a literal thing. So she has this bone up her ass to make RuPaul laugh. And there are a couple of circumstances, of, of situations in All Stars 3 where she does it and just, it just fails miserably. Uh, one circumstance is, well, very famously, she, she, decides to do, she decides to do, what did you say? 
Does she wear blackface? She wears blackface as RuPaul in Snatch Game. Oh, okay. what? Are you no, kidding No, no, no. She didn't do blackface. Oh. But she does do RuPaul in Snatch Game. And it's just... Oh, it's, I saw that. Oh, that was legend. awful. It's awful, right? Then there's another one that people... That you and I would consider awful, but um, was actually... And, but a lot of people didn't. Was where they had to do an improv uh, challenge okay. where it was for The Bachelor. Okay? But they were they were paired up in teams. Okay? And so she goes in with these, and you've probably seen this. Maybe you probably tell a story about this in improv games or in sketches that you've done, where it's supposed to be improv, right, with Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, and um, she goes in, but she has all these like pre-written lines that okay. she's written, and she's trying to like, you know, uh, shoehorn them into the into the into the bit. And whoever she's doing it with won't give her a chance to breathe because I can't remember who the, who the other drag queen is. I'm sure they're going to tell me in the Discord in about three seconds. But um, it's Milk. Sorry. Thank you, Haley. Uh, Haley Sklans told me it was Milk. So she's doing it with Milk, um, a drag queen named Milk, not actual jar of milk. And um, Milk keeps monopolizing Jeffrey's boy. So, so, so Trixie keeps trying to like shoehorn because Milk's not giving her any opportunity. She'll like have these pre-written lines that she's trying to get in. And it just, it, and that's the thing with Trixie is she's like the equivalent in a lot of white people who are like this. And by the way, if you're listening, don't write to me and tell me that Trixie is part Native American. I'm not here for this. I don't like it when you do that. It's dumb. She presents as white. She's treated as white. And therefore, I'm going to treat, treat her as white. Okay, thank but you. But don't you see? That's, how, that's her own personal hell. What? <laughs> she, she presents as white. She's treated as white. But secretly, she's Native American. The people, all, whenever, I've, whenever I've told, talking about how Trixie Mattel is white or something, people, I will always get, Trixie's part Native American. And I'm all like, and by the way, this is true with anybody, not just Native Americans. If you're black and you, look, well, you know, I'll take the opposite example, right? Barack Obama. Barack Obama is half white, but he looks like a black man. So guess what? He gets treated like a black man right you get treated the way you present okay um and uh and so like if you are a black person who is half white and half black but you look white for instance carol channing was part black okay uh-huh but she's treated like a white woman why because she presented as white all right well that's not entirely true i mean it, she lived in an era where if you had even a drop of black in you you, you were treated as black so she she would get is she had issues i don't think people knew did she did they yeah i thought she hid it from people no people knew oh. didn't they i don't know i remember my my grandma telling me a story about like people being like i'm not gonna listen to that you know person and it's like it was carol channing she's like oh okay <laughs> Hello. Uh, hi, hi Laurie's grandmother. I see Carol Channing. I'm here just I'm Bob Black. Yeah. So I mean I, I feel like there is a instance where like but that's like if you live in a small town and like the community knows you and but if yeah, if you're just looking on as a as a uh outsider and you see a white person, you're just gonna treat them like a white person. Yeah, but Exactly. Like I I talked about it with myself is whenever I call people, like if I call if I call customer service, oh I fucking shit gets done because I'm treated like I'm a white person, right? Oh I was, I thought you were gonna say you're treated like a skinny person. <laughs> you sound very fit, sir. <laughs> we give fit people a very special discount. Yeah. But um but okay. I always make like uh just to make it seem like I'm at the gym. Like uh yeah. Oh, one more set. One more set. Okay. And 
Let's talk. But the the point is that like Trixie has this bug up her ass to be known as funny. And I'm not saying she's not funny. It's just something that comes off trying too hard in Drew Paul's Drag Race. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, back in the workroom, Kasha compliments Violet Chachki and how nice she's become. Sasha socializes instead of helping Ginger out, and Ginger is freaked out and pulls Katya aside to complain. Meanwhile, across the room, Kennedy and Jasmine are amused by just how anxious Ginger appears to be. It's elimination day, and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Jasmine has been sad since she left the competition. Tempest reveals that many years ago, she went through gay conversion therapy and teaches the children about the high suicide rate among gay teens, and Trixie shares some personal information about her difficult relationship with her stepfather and how that helped her create the character of Trixie Mattel. Lori, it seems like I had my own impression of this elimination day and the workroom and stuff like that, but what were your takes on it? I felt like both the white people in the group and one white, one part Native American person in the group <laughs> was... <laughs> We're very much, ha- but like, I get it, you know, like, have you, you've done that before where it's like, you're in a group with people and you know that every one of us has, has suffered at some point. And so you're trying to have like a suffering off and you just try and like, yeah. oh, well, my mom threw me down a flight of stairs. Oh, well, my dad raped me. It's like, oh, well, all <laughs> yeah. right. I guess you win, Todd. Uh-huh. You know, like, <laughs> God damn it. Like, I, I wanted to win. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's just like, I feel like it's just that kind of thing. But well, yeah, I just I be... thought it was a little forced, yeah. obviously. Tempest thing was a little weird. And also it wasn't like she was like trying to make people aware. She said it's like the suicide rate among teens is something like ridiculously high. And I was like, thanks, Tempest. Yeah, thanks for that fact there, Tempest. But you know, <laughs> but what's funny, Lori, is it, it seemed like I'm not gonna blame the girls so much as the producers, as much as because the producers probably knew Okay, they're all coming back. You know, they all know this is going to happen. So then they're like, oh, we didn't get the Trixie story about this tr- Tempest weird fact about te- teen suicide rates. And we didn't get to this and this and this. So we're going to all force them to, to say it right now. And so it seemed like they were doing cleanup on the mirror moments. Um, yeah. Also, it was a little racist. I mean, again, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure you're you're probably right in that it was like producers and editing and stuff. But but who I was fame right as asking Candy Ho about his mom, and she goes, "Oh, was she a single mother?" But she never, he never once mentions that he grew up without a father. She, fame asked about his mother. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was like, "Oh yeah," and she, and even fame was like, even Ca- uh, Candy Ho was like, "No, she's not a single mother." I mean, my parents, my father and my mom divorced, but my she's been with my stepdad for like sixteen years. And, you know, she, obviously she was going to start talking about a relationship or whatever, but I feel like you're right. I feel like the producers were like, oh, well, this is, seems like a happy story. All right, moving on. Okay. Like- <laughs> I, I, think, I think I know. Let's, let's do this, actually. Uh, hold on. I think I got to catch it up here. Okay, yeah. All right. So we're going to do the mirror moment. Uh, you're going to be a candy hoe and I'll be fame. Okay. So Oh, you- do I have to pull it up? No, no, no. Just, okay. just kind of re- remember what you're talking about. You'll see what's going on here. Okay. Wait, how did Candy bring up her her mom? You at it? Uh, she asked about her mom, like how I think how old her mom was, or something okay. like that, or how old she was when she had her. I can't okay. remember. Out of just nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Candy, how old was your mom when she had you? Oh, she was younger. She was like eighteen or so. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, not? Where was your dad? Uh, I mean, he's around. He's still around. You know, my my parents actually divorced, but. 
been with my stepdad for 16 years, so... I hate my stepdad! Excuse me? Yeah, what What happened, Trixie? Yeah, I don't, I don't like my stepdad. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, you're just... You're shouting from across the room. Yeah, oh. yeah. We, we're, we're also having a private conversation here, Trixie. Okay. Yeah, all right. Dad. So Trixie's now moving her table yeah, all the way uh, over yeah, to hey, us. That's... Hey, hey, guys. Hey, I heard you guys. I couldn't help but hear you guys say stepdad. Um, yeah, my stepdad was really mean to me. I had to run away. In fact, I had called the cops. Oh. Mm-hmm. They took me out geez. of the house. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my stepdad was that he actually, um, you know, he had an anger problem, but he, he kind of got over That's it. That's why my name's Trixie. A... He used to call me Trixie. He used to call you Trixie? Yeah, 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 yeah. For so what I... reason? Call a big faggot. Anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> How did he come up with the name Trixie? That seems like I would like to know that backstory of how he came up with I'm Trixie. I'm going to go do my makeup now. I'll see you later. Oh, okay. All right. So you're just going to say that he called you Trixie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay. uh, Trixie wouldn't exist without him. Bye. All right. Okay. Oh, also, I'm funny. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm fading into the background. <laughs> well, you know, that's the... Mr. Stark. That, I know, don't want to die. <laughs> it's funny you're making that joke. On Reddit, that's sort of the joke about Candy Ho. Really? It, there's always a joke about how she um they'll make it's a series of jokes basically about how she was invisible or erased from the show. So they'll be like, Oh, too bad Candy Ho wasn't on hasn't been on the show yet, or it'll be a joke like no one knows what happened to Candy Ho or like just how she was basically erased from the show and got no screen. Well that time. does kind of feel like it was like that, because it was like as soon as she starts talking, like it seemed like somebody was like, Somebody else talk now. <laughs> yeah, because she didn't have any real mirror moments when she was on the show. No. And then finally she gets her mirror moment and Trixie like just uh railroads it. And it just and they just totally go in on it. They have a mm-hmm. confessional, they have all this stuff, and it's like, oh my god, like Yeah. And also, again, one of the things that I thought was crazy was how did he co- how did the stepdad come up with Trixie? Like, is that just a common phrase that men say when they're calling somebody a, a I will queer? say I will say it does sort of track if you think about it. I mean, Trixie's about thirty, I think. Uh, which is, by the way, can we, I know this is so shady to say, but it's been 2000, let me see, season seven was going to be five years ago. That sounds about right, 2015 or so. And um, Trixie looks like a fresh-faced baby, right? And, and I don't yeah. mind saying this because I think Trixie has actually spoken about this. She looks like she's aged 15 years in those five, like she's aged, instead of five years, she's aged 15 years. Well, like, I she, mean, it's... Yeah. It's hard when you don't get the approval of the people you want. So, you know, it sucks it out of you. <laughs> yeah, it looks it, – it's it's weird how much she's aged in those number of years. Uh, anyway, Trixie well, does – I, I don't track. know if you know this, but she actually – she made a, a deal with the witch that anytime <laughs> RuPaul laughs at one of her jokes, she she loses – Five years, but anytime oh, RuPaul doesn't laugh at one of her jokes, she ages five years. Oh, so. well, then no, she must be 25 years older. No, yeah. what I was going to tell you, Lori, is um, it tracks. If you think about it, she's about 30. So you're looking at probably about, I mean, she's, you know, 15 years old, so 15 years ago. Like some old dad going, like, Whoa, Trixie, you know, it's like a girl's, like a gay guy's name for, I don't know. It's, it just makes sense for like a douchey dad to do that. Okay. All right. I was just like, it just seemed weird. Like, I could see Mary or Fairy or, mm-hmm. you know, it just seemed weird to me that he was going with Trixie. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Laurie, now it's time for the looks. Uh, this week's theme is conjoined twins. 
All right, Lori, you have the looks pulled up. What do you? Okay, the first one down the runway is we have um, Miss Fame and uh, Candy Ho. What were your thoughts there on that? Well, I think for uh, you know, once again, I don't think Fame and Candy really grasp what Siamese twins was because mm-hmm. I feel like they. I don't know what the hell their dress was. It just said words on it, and then they were they weren't Siamese twins. They were like stitched together, so that was weird. Uh huh. Um, yeah, their their outfit kind of was confusing to me, but I feel like they it was like it was oddly enough one of the better outfits. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I think it was. They may not have gotten the challenge, and they may have stitched themselves together, but it was one of the better outfits. I completely agree. Yeah. So I think that the issue with this runway will be that the the gimmick um, doesn't shine in the runway. Like, I think these people were thinking of, like, what it'll look like just standing still. And they didn't really necessarily think what it'll look like walking down a runway. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be that, especially for uh, the next one, Jaden, Dior, Fierce, and Tempest. In fact, let's Dijour. go there. Jaden, Dior, Fierce, and Tempest, du jour. They're joined at the dick to butt i don't know i really understand what that one was yeah essentially they're joined at the dick to butt Mm -hmm. um and you got jane deer fierce walking you know like looking like she's got somebody's dick in her butt yeah and then you got tempest jora walking like she's got her dick in somebody's butt so it's just it just looks and the outfit itself just looks kind of you know the hair is okay but the Mm -hmm. outfit looks kind of sloppily made so but here's the deal is uh, there is a part of me think that that thinks they just wanted Jaden to go home now because while the look isn't the best i mean let's say they would have joined themselves at the hip do you think that that would have worked out any better I think whoever was with Tempest would have gone home no matter what. Yeah. So I think that it, cause it's just like, it's going to be hard to make yourself look like a Siamese twins, with, twin with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think w- what they brought was creative and, or, you know, worked. I think if they had done maybe like a hip thing where they had swayed and they had done, but it would have had to been a dress, and it would have had to been a lot more interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, next down the runway, uh, we have none other than um, Kennedy Davenport and Jasmine Masters. They're wearing these long floor-length pink, almost like, I guess supposed to be pageant dresses with these long, like, drapes hanging off their arms. What are your thoughts, uh, Lori, on this? I hated this outfit. I thought it was dumb. I thought, first off, I don't... It didn't really make sense. Were they joined at the hip? Is that where they were joined at? Yeah, I think they were joined at the hip, yeah. So, and then also, why in the world would they put the bows on the same side? Mm -hmm. Put the bows on the opposite sides of your head so the bows aren't right next to each other. Yeah. And then they had this weird thing where they had, like, a piece of fabric, like a band, putting their legs together. Like, that was weird and... I don't know. I just thought it was. I thought it was weird that they they weren't joined at the legs yet they made their legs together. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, I, you know what's my? It, it's funny because I don't. I don't have a problem with the silhouette or the look. I have a problem with the f- dress looked really cheap. Yeah. And the fabric looked really cheap. Like it was just like a cheap, cheap, not very well put together dress. They walked. They walked well together. I'm mm-hmm. not saying they didn't, but I felt like it was like a little. 
it was like, who cares? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, Max, well, when we get to it, Max and Violet Chachki, I felt like, walked well together, and they didn't have to have their legs banded together. Yeah. Next, we have Pearl and Trixie Mattel. Uh, they're dressed as, like, conjoined um, beauty pageant girls. Yeah. I liked I liked it. I, I really, I liked this outfit. I thought Trixie did a really good job. And they have one big dress, it looks like, right? Which is kind of clever. Yeah. I thought, I thought this was, like, a really good, I like this outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. Here's the deal, though. What's funny is I feel Trixie's doing too much. Like, I feel like Pearl's doing just the right amount. And I think, actually, it's a, it's a criticism Michelle has, right? Is that she... That, did she, she outshines Pearl. Yeah, she outshined Pearl. And I don't think it's because Pearl's not doing enough. That's the thing I will say this season. Is Pearl gets a bad rap for not being funny or lackluster. And she is kind of that in the interviews and the confessionals. But actually, when she has to deliver funny on stage, she's actually pretty funny. Yeah. I feel like I feel like she's a really great straight straight man. Yeah. You know, like she's really great at taking the funny and absorbing it and yeah. making it less crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that she does that well with Trixie. And I think that's why Trixie won, to be honest with you. I think if she had anybody else in her corner and they did that outfit, it would have it would have been way too much. Mm-hmm. But I think because Pearl was there, I think she won. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So very good. We have next uh, Violet, Chachki, and Max. And they're doing some sort of like a flapper thing or burlesque act. Like a jo- yeah. And they're joined at the hip as well. The hips. And but they're also walking in sync, which they've timed well. And it looks actually very, it doesn't even you can't even tell that's what they're doing. That it's like it's it's yeah. coordinated very well. And I think it's a good look. To me, actually, if you're just going off looks, this one wins. I don't understand why this didn't get as I feel like they Michelle Visage did say, like, oh, I finally got the look I was going for with mm-hmm. Max. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel like the reason why they didn't pick this to be the winners, they didn't want Max. You're to right come because back. also if, if you think about it, if they're going to be fair in the competition, especially since the look is so good, they should have brought back, back Max because he just went home the last episode, so it wouldn't have been like Max really was gone any episode. So he's at the same place where all the other girls are. Does that make sense? Yeah, Which, yeah. It's kind I of think- not fair with Trixie. She's been gone for three or four weeks. And didn't yeah. have to do those competitions. There's gonna be there's a couple of these that I feel like should have won other than Trixie. Yeah. But just sheer because they wanted Trixie to win. That's so there I think I've told the story before, but there was one time I was uh coaching I was trying to coach at this theater and so you get to sit in on auditions when you try and coach and they were auditioning you audition individuals and then you audition teams and there was this team auditioning to be a, a Herald team. And the creator of the sh- of the theater, who now was uh, who was fired eventually for sexual misconduct, but at the time was just a jackass. Um, he was like, "I love this team. No one knew why they weren't a great team." And he's like, "I love this team. If they come in and they, if as long as they don't shit the bed, they get uh, they're getting a house team." And everyone's like, "This doesn't make any sense." So they come in. They do probably one of the worst shows I've ever seen any team do, any improv team do. Um, worse than this story mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of it they apologized <laughs> to, <laughs> to everybody <laughs> that's how bad it was yeah. they knew that it was bad mm-hmm. and the, the theater director turns to everybody and goes oh well they shit the bed but I'm still picking them <gasps> so yeah so I think that that's kind of what happened with Trixie is that I think RuPaul told everybody unless Trixie if Trixie shits the bed and then secretly even if she shits the bed she's getting picked so I honestly feel like there was really nothing she could have done to fuck up 
doing i mean unless she like came out and was like walked out on stage and wasn't a siamese twin and just said i'm in my street clothes and i'm not participating but uh, other than that i don't think she would have been but here's my uh, question why i want to go back to your story why did the guy was there was there a hot girl in it or what was the reason this guy picked the, the team no i just think he was like he really liked this team there there was like a weird sense this is io west and there was a weird division with io west where it was there was uh improv for the the art mm-hmm. which was like which was like if if we if you do a whole show and it's not funny that's great because then that means that you're doing it for the art and then there was improv for humor which i feel like is what ucb and a lot of what um ios was like but there was a big division in what ios message was and at one point ios even said we're improv for the heart which mm-hmm. i wanted to kill myself when i heard that um but yeah, and, and the director was very much like, he was like, improv is about the art form, and this team is about the art form. And it's like, yeah, because they're not funny. They suck. So that wanna, was why. I want to apologize to the audience for asking that question. Well, hey, you know, you've done a lot wrong today. You asked me to tell a story <laughs> about my... You, you, I'm just telling you, I will do what you ask. Okay. So, just All right, know. next down the runway, we have Ginger Minge and Sasha Bell. Now, um, this is a classic example of like funny idea if you look at it, mm-hmm. horrible idea walking the runway. Yeah. Uh, did it deserve to be in the bottom though? Uh, well, what, I I actually feel like with the glue and everything, yeah, I feel like it it yeah. did. I mean, I I will say that the, most of the outfits were were okay, so I would say. Can, most most of it comes down con- to conception, mm-hmm. and I think the two that were in the bottom were the ones had that had the worst conception. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, and then uh, finally, I think this is the last one. We have Katya, and Mrs. Kasha Davis. It looks like they're joined at the Crush. vagina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're like, but but to top it off, they're like these old Vegas type, you know, like. New Jersey women's and, and New Jersey women's New Jersey grandmas who go to Vegas. Uh, they know. were like actual twins. Yeah, they were like yeah. I, I could see these two being like actual twins. Yeah, to me they look like actual twins. It's funny. It's a fresh take. It's campy. Um, we all know who these women are. We've seen them. I thought I to me this was the winner. If you're going okay, if you're going for look. Which is like like fashion look. I would say Violet Trotsky and yes, Max. Yes, I agree. If you're going for humor and look, I would say Katya and Kasha. Mm-hmm. And at no point <laughs> would I pick uh, um, Pearl and Trixie Mattel. Even though I feel like they did a good job, I wouldn't pick them yeah. as first place. I would mm-hmm. pick them maybe a second place. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. A very solid second. Yes. But, but the- I again... I think it's because if this was purely a um, if this was purely a a, a, a um, uh, what you call it uh, like a, a competition where they just picked a winner mm-hmm. and and the person who won like the other person just went home mm-hmm. so it wasn't like oh if you win then mm-hmm. Trixie Mattel gets to say stay it's just if you win then Trixie still goes home so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who wins mm-hmm. I honestly feel like. Katya and Kasha would have won. Yeah, no, 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 no. There is, there has been, and I think it's a very fair accusation of ageism on the show. And you know, uh, Kasha Davis is an older queen, and I think it's really, really tough for an old queen to win on this show. Even though RuPaul's in her fifties, you think she'd be sensitive? No, 
she wants the young, fresh-faced queen. So Yeah. Anyway, that is it for the looks. All right. On the main stage, Pearl and Trixie and Violet and Max are all... Re- oh, they all receive praise for their looks. Meanwhile, Ginger and Sasha, Fame and Kennedy, and Jaden and Tempest receive low marks. In the end, Team Pearl was named the winner of the challenge, and Trixie Mattel was invited back to the competition. Meanwhile, Pearl, who lived in New York at the time, won a trip to New York. On the bottom... Teams Ginger and Jaden were forced to go head-to-head in lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. In the end, Ginger and Sasha Bell won over the judges, and Ginger remained in the competition, while Jaden Dior Fierce was told to sashay away. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode? I legit feel like, look, I think Jaden Dior Fierce has proven that she's very good at the lip-syncs. Mm-hmm. So I legit think that she overshot it by um by insisting on staying attached to tempest yeah i think if she had done what uh ginger minge had done which is you know break start breaking away from uh sasha i think she would have um she she probably would could have stayed in because i think the song was great i think i i actually thought it was a very funny lip sync but Mm. i feel like that was jane dior's fierce's big issue was that she's stuck i think she thought oh well i'm good enough that i can make it work stuck and i think it'll be funnier if i'm stuck to tempest it's like no i think ginger midge had a good point which is that this is my lip sync i'm on the line not Mm. sasha not tempest i'm on the line so well two things one it could be that uh jaden didn't know she could disconnect you know ginger brought the scissors you know oh she did yeah 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 she pulls them out of her bra and then um two I think they wanted Jaden to go home. I think, I think, especially in season seven, you can see the checklist of the order they want the queens to go home. And I think this was Jaden's time to go home. And there was nothing she could have done. Nothing that would have had her win. And because um, Ginger's had a strong run so far. Jaden hadn't been in the bottom before, I don't think. And Jaden's already been in the so bottom. Either. Huh? I don't think so either. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean... I, I mean, I think Jane, Jane Dior Fierce has really shocked everybody in, in the fact that she's good at lip syncing. But I don't think – I think you're right. I switch. I think I don't think she could have – I mean, short of, like, actually having sex with Tempest Jour on stage, I don't think she could have <laughs> won. I think they kind of did based on the way the um, – the, Yeah. Uh, now, uh, any other final thoughts? Any? This, there's not really much this episode. Maybe you have some final thoughts. But are, have, you, have you covered everything you want to say about this episode? Well, I will say this. Yeah. Dra- I remember watching um, Fame and Candy Ho walk out. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, wow, Dragula has really poisoned me because I was thinking when they had the staplers, I was like, just staple her for real, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Why even bring out the staples if you're not yeah. going to actually use them? Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense what you were thinking there. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Uh, be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself, sashay away until next week. Oh, by the way, everyone needs to know, Jeffrey Thunderbear needs this known that Just he, add him already. I don't want to redo the outro. Jeffrey Thunderbear contributed. He gets really mad if we don't mention it, even though there were emails about this. I gotta go. I have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com, which he did. 
Jeffrey Thunderbear did do that to tell me, even though I sent several posts and made mentions of it before, he's like, why isn't my name in the outro? My boyfriend's mad every time we hear it. I'm like, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drag race recap. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at drag race recap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at picklemyth. Follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sermet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Haley Sklans and her mom, and Jordan Darling. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.